You are listening to the Critical Mass Radio Show, Orange County's business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi. Hi, everyone. I am Dr. Sean Andrews. Welcome to the Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast. This uh, radio show focuses on women in business, and I'm thrilled to say that this is our second show, and I'm thrilled to uh, invite uh, Janine Lombardi to our show today. So welcome, Janine. Thank you. Glad to be here. <laughs> Fantastic. So Janine founded J9 Leading Solutions to help leaders live better lives and lead more effectively. In her business, she provides leadership training, speaking, and consulting services. She shares proven strategies that she used to achieve her life and career ambitions with an emphasis on leading an integrated life. Janine is here today to tell us more about her career and women in business. So welcome, Janine. Thank you, Sean. (laughs) So let's start off with uh, tell us about your professional path and what led you to where you are today. Sure. Um, It wasn't the one I envisioned when I went to college, certainly. Um, And I think it's important. I like to share that I grew up in an entrepreneurial family. My my grandfather started a bakery, and my dad ran the bakery, and my mom did the books, and my sister and I sold the cookies and the donuts. And so I grew up in an environment, you know, watching my dad manage and lead people. And, you know, sometimes a seed gets planted that you don't even realize. Um, And it certainly taught me about a work ethic, too, that I carried with me. But I thought I wanted to be a teacher. And then my dad, this is the 80s, he thought I should study computers, which was pretty smart on his part at the time, um, but it wasn't for me. And so I ended up studying communications and journalism. But when I finished my degree, I didn't want to do it. I didn't want to be a journalist. I didn't want to work at a newspaper. And so there I was, you know, reading the, at the time, the on ads. And I ended up at a company that really um, was a great fit for me. I spent 18 years at the Merit Companies and had, while I was there, about eight different jobs. So I had one of those, what we call in career development, um, a lattice career, where I spent time in operations and client servicing, and then over on the HR and the training and development development side. And so I went back and forth during my time there and really amassed a lot of skills that I could take with me. And and then, you know, life kind of reaches a different stage. And I had a young child and, and some things were changing in my personal life. And I decided to take a leap and start my own business um, back in 2008. So I'm, I'm sitting here celebrating my 10th year in business independently and really taking all the things I was doing in that corporation to help develop people and talent and leaders um, and doing that with lots of organizations now and so it's been a it's been a unpredictable path that I hadn't foreseen you know 20 something years ago but one that I'm so thrilled that I chose to to embark on and, and follow well congratulations on your 10 plus year anniversary yeah. your work anniversary that's yeah. that's wonderful uh, most businesses as you may know statistics out there um, when you start on your own most businesses last three to five years mm-hmm. and if you go on after that. So to be in your 10th year, you must be doing something right. Thank you. I know. I was really happy to, to, to kind of beat that milestone that, that was lingering out there. And, and you know, and, and really the business has evolved. Um, you know, there's a, a similar set of services that I started with, but kind of the distribution of how and where I spend my time has shifted over the 10 years. And, and part of why I chose that entrepreneurial path really was to have a certain amount of freedom and flexibility in both my life and in my professional choices of how I spend my time. 
sometimes when we're in an organization, you know, we have less control over that. Um, and so it certainly has served those needs that I had hoped it would where, um, you know, my son was starting kindergarten at the time. Um, I, I started my business and now he's, you know, studying for the ACT and getting ready to apply for colleges this summer. So um, it's really served me to be, and when I talk about an integrated life, that's what I mean. I've been able to um, grow and learn and contribute to my community and professionally uh, expand, but also have a life that is meaningful to me and, and to be able to be the parent I wanted to be. And um, and, and achieving that has been um, a, a journey, and it's been not always a straight line or easy either, and that's some of what I try to work with my clients around. Um, how do they integrate their life in a way so they don't feel torn apart or compartmentalized in what they do? Yeah, and and as I'm listening to you, I'm also thinking what you've done, your path is is very applicable for women in business because many women desire to have an integrated life and have the flexibility, you know, to live their life or raise their children, mm -hmm. uh, ha what have you. But yeah, in many, you know, what you, you had the corporate life, you got your experience, sounds like in many different mm -hmm. departments, and then you, you, you decided to, um, to water that entrepreneurial seed that you had in you to, yeah. to grow into what you're doing today. So you've designed, you know, you've designed your life in a way that sounds like it fits for you. It does. And it is about making choices, right? And we all have that ability to, to make choices. And, and so it's important for us to stop in our lives now and again and ask, am I where I want to be? And if not, what choices should I make or can I make to do something that will lead me there? And so um, I know people feel stuck often where they are and in, in, in their circumstance and what they're doing, but we really do have a lot of choice and, um, you know, help. And part of how I try to help people is to uncover and discover what their choices are and what the opportunities and possibilities could be. And um, it's it's very liberating for people when they realize, oh, I can do this. And, and I, I suggest people approach things as an and. You don't have to throw out your old life to get this new one, right? It's like, how do you, how can you add pieces, take a piece of piece away, add a new piece and, and build something that fits um, your, your life as it is now, right? Because it's always changing as we um, as we age, as our family circumstances change, as our professions change. So what we needed at one point might not be what we need now, but we don't always stop to delineate and to figure out what's different and what needs I might need to fulfill now that I, I didn't before. Yeah. Well, actually, that's a perfect segue. So mm -hmm. tell us about what you do uh, at J9 Leading Solutions. Sure. Um, so I always think it's easiest to share some examples. So I work both at the individual level as an executive coach. Um, so an example there, I work with one of the biggest employers here in Orange County, and they have a, a really progressive program where when they hire an executive in, in the company, they um, receive a coach for a year to help them accelerate their success. You know, a lot of money goes into these executive searches and usually these high level jobs are expected to come in and perform right away. And so the company recognized that, you know, providing a coach out of the gates as part of their package really helps helps their leaders. So that's one field that I work in and coach. And a lot of times I'm advising around um, you know, they'll come in and they might need to reorganize a division or they might need to make some personnel changes. And so, uh, and there's almost always change management type activities that are needed and um, a focus on employee engagement. So I'll work at the individual level with an executive. Um, then I'll also work with businesses at the team level. So perhaps I've had two of these just in the last um, month or so where the groups have worked together, the executive teams have worked together for, you know, eight, nine, ten years. 
But that doesn't mean they're working effectively together anymore, right? And so some of the bad habits and the dysfunction that have existed in the group have kind of reared themselves in a way where where um, their CEO said, hey, we need to, to spend some time as a group to work more effectively together. So I help groups work more effectively together. So I'll come in, facilitate, and more of a group coaching situation on how people can work better together as a team. So that's another kind of piece. And then I do still do and love to do traditional um, delivery, face-to-face -face training for leadership development. So I have another very large uh, global client. So they have uh, 65,000 employees across the the globe, and I'll do multi-day programs around leadership um, teams, communication, influence, change, different things like that. So kind of a traditional corporate university where I'll, I'll actually deliver content there. So those are kind of three big ways um, that I serve in, in my role. And interestingly, sometimes I'll start with the client in one of those areas, and it'll lead to a need in the other area. So they're all pretty complimentary. Mm-hmm. Well, they're all so distinct as well. The mm -hmm. executive coach, the one-on-one, -on -one, and I think most people get that. Yeah. And then the team coaching, we don't always hear. You know, right. A lot of people aren't out there doing that. Yeah. And then even fewer people are out there doing multi-day programs. So, yeah. so that's really unique. So what type of companies do you generally work with, would you say? I mean, do you have a specific niche that you go after, like tech, for example, or right. healthcare? Or well, it's been interesting. My, so my background was very um, narrow when I started, because I had been in one industry, in the real estate and development industry. industry. Um, and so I really wanted to get a, a broader cross-section, and so I actually sought different. So I've done, you know, financial services and retail and all sorts of different. And because... The work that I do, it's the same. You know, leading, being a leader um, and leading in an organization, the type of company organization is 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 kind of inconsequential in the whole situation. So so I haven't haven't looked at certain industries particularly. Um, and it's really interesting to me because I feel like I've got these couple really giant clients that provide a lot of of, of repeat work. Um, and then I work a lot with companies that are in that two to 500 range, right, where they may not have an internal person doing leadership development or an internal person H in HR business partner that can coach people. And so they'll bring me in and I'll work with their teams or do some coaching and that sort of thing. And so, and that's largely been built through my personal network um, of, you know, initially when I started the business, getting out and, um, you know, speaking, you know, interacting in groups, professional trade groups, and, you know, speaking to groups and getting involved. And then people started using me and then referring me. And, and that's where if you can get over that three, four year hump and get that uh, kind of brand and reputation out there, things really kind of took off from there. Yeah. Now, do you focus only on companies in Southern California or do you do you travel around? Yeah. So I primarily, there's so much business here between LA, Orange County, and San Diego County. I've done most of my work here. My one client that is international, I travel for them. And so that's mm. enough travel for it to be fun. I've got to go to Canada next month and I'll go to, to the East Coast uh, the month after that. So enough for it to be fun. But again, balancing my need to be with my son and not spend most of my time on the road. Mm -hmm. um, you know, as I look ahead, that could change. But I, I've had ample opportunity right here, and so I've kind of chosen to, to embrace it. Yeah, that's that's actually a nice perspective to have as well. Is we, we always think that where we live is, you know, a very small window of opportunity, and there's so much more out there, but yeah. yet that's not, not what you found in Orange no, County. No, right? and I really I want to share this, too, because 
what I have found, too, when I started and, and reached out to people, and I come from a place of I think there's plenty for everybody, right? And so even people doing the type of work that I do, you know, chose to mentor me and help me get going. And even when they were busy, make referrals to me when I was starting. And I've tried to pay that forward and pay that back, too, with other people now that approach me as the more senior person, you know, 10 years in my business. Um, and I try to help them in that way, too. And and because there is just plenty out there. there there's so much work for all of us. And, you know, the more we can help each other get better at what we do, we all help as a group, we help each other, right? Yeah. So it's kind of cool. And, and I've, I feel really blessed to have received that. And then I feel in a great position to be able to share it now with other people. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. So you're the, the pay it forward. Yeah. But uh, I have also uh, experienced that myself. I'm only in year five of yeah. being an entrepreneur. So you're, you're double what I am. Yeah. But uh, I, I was actually pleasantly surprised with that, that entrepreneurs, like you said, even in the same space, are so supportive of each other. And the, the mantra that... Um, a rising tide lifts all boats? Yes. It really does. Yes. Because like you said, if you have the mindset of there's enough work out there for everybody and we're not in competition and um, yeah. and support each other in every way we can, that's, you know, we're all going to benefit from that. Right. Well, even a quick story, how I landed my, the uh -huh. biggest contract I have now, the one where I do that all that executive coaching, a, a mutual friend introduced the two of us a few years ago. I needed an, an additional facilitator for a large project I was doing, so I brought her in to help me. That's how we first got to know each other. And then when she was designing this program for this company and needed to start to build her, you know, kind of group of coaches, she reached out to me. And so, you know, at one point I'm helping her, next point she's helping me, and, you know, we're all the better for it. So, yeah, yeah. fantastic example. Yeah. So, so you're, you're well established. You do you do several different things. So, where do you want to go from here? What are your aspirations and goals for your your company? Well, I, you know, I'm always trying to evolve too. I feel like how I can best serve my clients is to to be growing myself. And so, last year I kind of took a step into the digital arena and made and produced my first online video um, leadership program for purchase. So, you know, there's only so much of me to go around. And now I have a program that someone in Ohio or Kansas can purchase and walk themselves through. It's self-directed on how to be a more effective leader by building better relationships with people. I think, you know, there's a lot that people we've lost around relationship building. And so I'm trying to give people some tools and ways that they can apply that. So that was that was a step I took last year. And I, and I have a lot more to do with that product. Now I have, it's kind of my first product. And so mm. marketing and developing and selling that is um, kind of the next evolution of it. It's, creating it was one thing, you know, getting it out mm. there is another. So that's something I'm going to do more work on. And then um, my 2019 uh vision and, and goal is to actually um, host multi-day retreats for women that I'm kind of cause, calling the, um, you know, pressing the pause button to help help them have time and space to reset and refocus their personal and professional life. So it's a little bit less leadership development focused and more more of how to achieve that integrated life uh, mm. for working professional women. And, you know, uh, going up to the mountains and doing some yoga and some hiking as part of all this, but really just creating some space. And so I'll be hosting the first one this summer, and I'm really excited about that. I've got a partner, Louise Keefe, who's helping me with that. And so that's that's something I literally wanted to do from the day I started my business, and now I feel like I've gotten to the place where I have a large enough network to draw mm. the people in and um, the experience to, to deliver an amazing uh, program for people. So that sounds really awesome. <laughs> you can I, come. I love it. I love it. Yeah, can I come? Exactly. Yeah. I'll, I'll have to practice my yoga poses. But yeah. uh, um, so who would be like the ideal 
target for that? Or what types of individuals would be most interested in your uh, multi-day retreat? Well, I think one particular target we have is our people who are going through a change, right? Okay. So a transition of some point, and it could be, it could be professional, right? Maybe they've just gotten a new promotion, and now they're in a new role, and they're a little, they're they're a little bit uh, uncertain about their footing and where they're at and how they're going to go forward. Um, but also, a lot of times, a transition comes on the personal side: uh, a divorce, a child going off to college. Um, having to now suddenly care for a parent. So some significant shift outside of your work happens and it, and it impacts your whole life. And how are you going to, to, to deal with that? And so, you know, it's partly uh, helping people build resilience and understanding that these changes are opportunities often. Um, so that, that would be one set of, of folks who, who something's going on, right? Something's shifting and they're feeling overwhelmed by it or stuck by it in a way. Um, but another uh, could be people are looking forward and wanting to create some change. They just don't know what it is yet. So they could be driving change, but and we'll give them some tools and ways to think about that and creating that for them. So those are a couple of the primary. Um, and, you know, we, we've gone round and round and round the audience, you know, and, and our vision is that it would be folks that have worked in a professional environment 10, maybe 15 years. But... Um, you know, I recently did a cohort, and I had two 26-year-olds who were amazing in there. And I had a 50-some-year-old COO in the group. And I, at first, I was like, oh, is this going to work? And it was just amazing. That was a more of a 10-month program and a more in, uh, leadership-focused. But that idea, so I try to be, I'm trying to be open now to see where the interest is and mm. who comes in. And um, I found for myself attending different conferences and things like this, too, there's just a moment. There's a you're at a place and you see the thing and you're like, that's what I need now. And people, you'll just you just know um, of all the choices out there. This is the thing for me. So uh, yeah. I'm excited to put it out there and see see what the response is and and approach it from that organic place of I want it to be what people need. So I have a plan, but but the participants really will inform a lot of what we do as well. Yeah, yeah. help help drive it. Yeah. So so you you, you mentioned um, you know going to conferences, finding out what's out there. So one of the, I guess, potential downsides of being an entrepreneur is that sometimes you feel like you're in a silo. So yes. where do you go to like find new perspectives and insights on some of the challenges that, that uh, folks face in your industry? Yeah, so when I started, it was, you know, from what I see, a traditional professional groups, right? So the local one here was the Association of Talent Development. And I, I went there, I met people, I volunteered, I served ultimately on the board of directors, you know, that whole thing. Oh. But then I started to have areas of study that interested me and a lot was around brain science. And so then I started going to the conferences for um, the, Neuro, the Neuroscience Leadership Institute. And then um, from there, I learned about the Wisdom 2.0 conference up in the Bay Area, which is around tech and, you know, so, I love to learn, and so it's easy for me. I'm always, you know, getting emails and, and researching different organizations, and I pick something every year, and I try to pick different ones. I, you know, there are some that I'll repeat and go to, but I yeah. like to, you just meet different people. And in yeah. fact, the my partner, Louise, that I mentioned that I'm doing these retreats with, I met her at one of the Neuro Leadership Institute conferences for the, you know, five or six mm -hmm. years ago. That's where we met. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, I've been following their work for a while, but I have not been to a conference. Yeah. So good for you. So yeah. you, you pick different conferences with different focus every yes. year to, that's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. It keeps it fresh and interesting and, and a new crowd of people. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So what advice, so this actually fits perfect question for you since you're looking to lead a women's retreat. Or, yeah. uh, so what advice would you offer women in business today? So what I have been finding, and, and I want to help try to, to 
inspire people around is, is confidence. That even the women that I coach at the senior most levels of organizations still waver in their, their certainty of their, their place and that they deserve to be there and um, they hesitate in speaking up. And I, I shouldn't be surprised, but I am, and I don't want it to continue, right? And so I really, a lot of the work I'm doing at a coaching, in the coaching space with women particularly is around confidence because there's a lot of great work out there. You know, in your book, The Power of Persuasion, you, you talk around different things that we do as women that hold us back. And yeah. um, part of, one of the things that holds us back is our belief that, that competence is all that matters. And really, confidence is as important as competence, right? And, and really what I would, the message I would really wanna leave your listeners is that we need to have self-belief. Women need to believe in themselves and believe in their abilities and to stop apologizing and to stop not taking the opportunities that they're qualified enough for. They don't mm-hmm. have to be, you know, Hewlett Packard has a famous study and, and found that women, t- they only applied for promotions if they felt they could check all the boxes for the criteria, where the males would apply if they only had 60% of the boxes checked, right? Yes. So this idea that, you know, we need to stand in our strength and we need to believe in ourselves um, and really if our lack of confidence can hold us back in our career and in our life too, mm-hmm. right? And so what I say to the women that I'm working with is, is you know, you need to be more decisive and more action-oriented and more risk-taking and, and be okay with failure. We tend to ruminate on our failures mm-hmm. much more than men do. They, you know, they, they'll, they'll take their failure and they'll move on. And we need to do that more. You know, we need to learn. And mm-hmm. that's, that's what resilience is, right? Resilience is facing something difficult, a challenge and adversity, learning from it and moving on. And so, yeah. you know, that's the other space that I think is connected to confidence is resilience and, and, and our, our ability yeah. to, to do that. Yeah, and another word for that is grit. Yes, yes, Angela so, Duckworth, that's right? right. Yeah. So that's right, so the, the, and actually that book was so popular and because women, women uh, by nature have grit and, you know, and having to just navigate work and life and all the different things that we often juggle and so uh yeah grit grit and resilience comes into play uh but yeah i think i totally agree with you i think it all starts with confidence and for women in particular women are harder on themselves than men are yes uh, especially with uh, negative self-talk and self-doubt and so you know you can't can never you can't have enough confidence right and so we have to it's it's about having the tools to change our script right we have these negative internal scripts or if you want to call them gremlins sometimes that negative self-talk and we need to learn how to when it when they start getting loud and holding us back how to you know quiet them and put them aside and and to step into um our own strength and our and our confidence will grow right and it is something you know going back to the brain we have neuroplasticity which means we can change our brain structure and so confidence is something you can change your brain structure around right and so there's hope in this for people that maybe are out there currently feeling that they have a lot of self-doubt and and they're not confident even though they might have a, a significant role or title and job but they, you know, there's a lot of insecurity. And so how to master that and be more, you know, and, and mastery also kind of connects, though, to co- uh, the competence piece, because the more we can master something, then we are more confident that we can do something. But but I think perfectionism is one of our one of the greatest confidence killers there is, right, that yeah. we feel this need that everything has to be perfect before we can step in or lean into something where, you know, just take the step 
and and develop the rest of what you need along the way. Don't just stand there, right? Yeah. And don't yeah. sit quietly. Yeah. Um, you know, speak up and have your voice heard. And so that's uh, you know that's the drum I want to beat right for the next yeah. decade as I'm working with with women in in their careers. Yeah, I love that. I love I love how you just articulated that beautifully and taking the step. Take the step and figure it out later. It, right. It's okay if you don't know steps five, six, and seven. Right. At least start. Yes. Right. Take take yep. step one. That step two. That'll give you the confidence and momentum. But yeah, Absolutely. we often we often get stuck thinking so much about it that we never take that first step. Exactly. So, yep. Uh, well said. Yeah. Thank you. So, how can the listeners uh, listening to this today uh, get in touch with you, Janine? Well, so the simple way is to just Google me, right? Google Janine Lombardi, and it'll send you right to my website. But the website okay. is um, J Nine Leading Solutions. Uh, you can find me there as well. Um, and if you want to email me, um, it's my name, J-A-N-I-N-E, at J, and the number nine, leading solutions with an S on the end, dot com. Um, and if you email me and you're interested in my online program, I'll be happy to provide you a um, listener discount that I can attach to that. Um, so visit the site, check it out, and then, um, you know, let's let's get in touch if, if you're interested in learning more about what services I can help and provide. Okay. Yeah. And it was J, the letter J, and the number nine. Correct. Okay. Which, that's my name. It's spelled J-A-J-N-I-N-E. That's my, my grandfather's nickname from when I was about eight years old. Oh, I, and it's I get stuck. it. Yeah. I get it. J9. That makes sense there now. There you go. Right? <laughs> I know. I love it. Hey, it's hard when you're picking domain names. They're, they're, they're all taken up. Right? So. <laughs> <laughs> well, fantastic. So you've been a great guest today. Thank you for joining us on the um, Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast. Um, everyone out there, I hope you've enjoyed this. Uh, lots of great advice that, uh, that you could take and run with. And uh, with that, we'll see you next time. Thanks a lot. Thank you. You have been listening to Critical Mass Radio Show Business Talk Show, focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies. With your host, Richard Franzi. 